You, you know, it's been so long since I visited uh, Beta Donai. It's, it's been at least two years, right? It's, it seems to me like it's been 200 years. Have you ever had this time that you look back at, at your life and you said, how do I end, how, how did I get here? And, and this, is, this is the way kind of uh, I feel this week, coming back to better than I, seeing your faces, seeing a lot of new faces, but seeing a lot of familiar faces. And it seems to me like, these last two years, I, I literally been in every place you can imagine on the face of the earth. It's like this uh, movie around the world in 80 days. Uh, we, we had a chance to, to travel and, and to do the work. And I remember when I was here last time, we were just launching the yeshiva and it still was in uh, early stages. And here we are standing, the, the largest messianic yeshiva in the world today. And we launched a siddur that now translates to a dozen different languages. And, and, and we are seeing the hand of God moving in, in, in over 50 countries. And in a powerful way and and I ask how, how did all of this happen it's it's happened so quick and and so fast it's, it's almost too much to share with you but I I'm really uh, here to tell you I am not the same person that I was two years ago and it's not because I beat Scott in laser tag <laughs> okay maybe a little but Okay. okay, that's okay. F Photoshop can do amazing things this time. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay. Remember, I have photos on the iPad too. Uh, <laughs> Don't mess with the seculars, no matter what you do. Uh, this, this morning, I want to share with you, because I, I am not kidding when I'm saying we're not the same. We change. Here I am in Beta Donai this week. In 10 days, we will hold the very first Messianic conference, big conference ever in India, a full Messianic conference, as we are preparing to uh, donate a Sefer Torah uh, that is coming. Uh, you, you know, when, when the gospel spread, it's, went, it's, it's really interesting. So Thomas went to India. And there is, it's interesting, you're there. It's like, what language do you, talk, you speak? You ask people, what language? They say, which one? One of 125 languages. Pick the language. But there is a, a providence there where we are going to go. That's where we hold the conference. It's called... Gochi, that's where Thomas went, and the Jewish people went there. That's where the Jewish community was established also. And imagine, we are standing in a ruins of old synagogues, preaching and teaching the good news again, and continue the work that Thomas, Thomas was, was doing. It's, it's amazing. 
In, in Africa, we see that with the Lemba. That's a, a Jewish African tribe where we're really laboring there. Those are ethnically Jewish people who got mixed in, completely mixed in. They're African, they're, they're almost indigenous completely. And now we are establishing in, in the wilderness, you're literally in the wilderness, uh, a, a, a full yeshiva for African brothers. It's, it's remarkable to go and see this. Uh, in Hanukkah this year, we launched uh, uh, the work in Portuguese in Brazil, where uh, we are launching all of the work, the yeshiva, the siddur, everything launched in Portuguese where Jewish descendants, after the Inquisition, fled to Brazil. So it's, it's really amazing to be able to be used by God this way. And I just thank the Lord that is giving me really such a forgiving wife that she's allowing me to carry this mission, this apostolic mission that is put before me to raise the messianic movement all over the world. I'm not the only one who do it. Many other people do it. And, and I honor them, like my good friend, Rabbi Jonathan Bernice, and, and uh, many, many others. But uh, the Lord gave us a very special opportunity. And it's interesting. I'm sitting down and I'm talking to my wife. And I'm like, can you imagine this 20 years ago? She said, yeah, not really. I had this vision. When I first met you, you didn't even know the Messiah. But I knew that this is going to happen. But I said, yes, but did you actually know where the Lord is going to land you? It's like, I personally had no idea. And, and I want to talk to you about this today in this uh, special message. Because I, I am the same person that when I was here last time. And I pray that you will not be the same person. Not today, not tomorrow. And I titled this particular message this morning, Are you the owner of the zvuv in your life? You probably have no idea what is a zvuv. I just want you to write down this word. In a second you will know what is a zvuv. And why is Vuv is really, really important to you? And this is the most important question that you need to ask yourself on the last days. Are you the owner of the Zvuv in your life? The theme of the rest of the day is going to be end times. We are living in an end times. At roughly 2.15, we are going to dive straight into end time prophecy. Some exciting things happening in Israel. Some not so exciting things are happening. All related to end times. So this is going to lead us to afternoon session. And then in the evening, we're going to open the pages of the Jewish Sidul. And we're going to look at the roadmap for the last days together. And that's going to take place roughly at 5 and we will conclude our day with Havdalah. So this is a mini conference today here. I want to first of all to thank Beta Donai for hosting this conference. Thank you for live streaming it. We literally have people right now watching from all over the world and it's great for them to be part of this family. So, so they know that Beta Donai is a real place and I'm not speaking to myself. Will you make a noise? 
Okay, it's a real community, and a good community that I encourage uh, people watching online to connect with. Um, let's pray. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, sheichianu vekiyemanu vegiyanu lazman hazeh. Thank you, Lord, that you brought us to this day, to this season, where we can study the Torah. Can we be diligent in the word of the Torah? I pray that the Spirit of God will move mightily today upon our hearts as we hear these words. We ask this in the merit of our Messiah, Yeshua. Amen. Amen. At the beginning of the Torah portion, by the way, those who were not here this morning, you missed out. It was a really good time. But in the beginning of the Torah portion, as we know, the a portion name speaks about a theme, a certain theme. And it's interesting that my brother here spoke about Sarah, but the Torah is so disjointed. He's starting talking about Sarah, the negotiation to bind the burial tomb for her, and then we're jumping for the bride of Isaac and the servant of the Lord. And it appears that those two parts completely have no connection to one another. And I promise you this morning that I am going to connect the dot for you. There is a deep connection between between Eliezer and between Sarah. And today we're going to discover what it has to do with you and I and the coming of the Messiah. Turn with me to the text for a moment and see what it says. It says, now, I want you to pay attention to this, the way it's translated to English. Sarah's lifetime, lifetime, the span of Sarah's life was 127 years old. This is not what the text is actually saying. What the text suggesting here, and actually saying, it's very, very important that we understand it. He says, and the life of Sarah, although we are talking about her death, the Torah portion does not call the death of Sarah, the text called the life of Sarah. Why is it that the writer of the Torah want to tell us about the life of Sarah and not the death of Sarah? Because the word in Hebrew, chaim, or life, does not just mean her life in sense of a physical life. Like I'm saying, I am surviving. It means the fullness of Sarah. Sarah was not just a person. She was, the, the Torah want to emphasize to us her fullness. If you want to know what Sarah represents, Sarah represents prophetically the fullness of the Jews. Do you realize that Romans chapter 11, before we actually even hear the term, the fullness of the Gentiles, before we even talk about the fullness of the Gentiles, if you look at Romans 11, he's talking about the fullness of the Jews. So when we hear 127 years old, the fullness of Sarah, we have to look at the Torah as a book of prophecy and understand that the Torah come to give us a prophetic roadmap for the fullness of Israel. 
How does Israel get to their fullness? How many of you believe that Israel is going to be full? How many of you believe for this? Yeah, we want the fullness of the Gentiles. But Paul says, then all of Israel will be saved, right? We believe for this. How does it happen? Well, we have a picture here. Of, excuse me for a second, somebody asked for the link. Bet Adonai, is it Bet Adonai congregation? Is that what it's called? Congregation Bet Adonai, you should know your own page. Congregation Bet Adonai. Okay, so look, when it says here in the text, Vayu Sarah, he's speaking about her fullness. Now the question that we all need to ask ourselves in the last day, how did we come to the fullness of Israel? We all can stand and we can all pray and we can all say, Oh God, reveal Yeshua to all of Israel. But how is it actually taking place? The question we should ask on the micro level, how did it took place to Sarah? You were right, my brother, when you talk about Sarah being great. But I want to tell you something. Sarah was not always great. How do I know that Sarah was not only always great? Because look at what it says here in the text. You see it in the yellow. It says, Shnei Chayei Sarah. Sarah. I want to tell you the story of her 127 years of life. But in these 127 years, there are two chapters for her life. The word Shnei Chayei Sarah have a linguistic clue in the text. Here, literally, this is the way we should read it. And the life of Sarah were 127 years old. Behold, here are the two lives of Sarah. There is a linguistic text, textual, uh, 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 what we call in Hebrew, remezir. There is a remez. There's four layers of reading the Hebrew text. Literally, Contextually, remez is a clue, uh, 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 midrashically, and through the secret. This is literally the text. The text saying, Shnei Chayei Sarah. Sarah had two lives. A life before she had Isaac, and a life after he had Isaac. Or if we can look at that prophetically, we can say, the life according to the flesh... And the life according to the Spirit. Life without redemption and life with redemption. When I'm telling you that I am here but I am not the same person, I hope you understood what I was telling you. When you come to understand the Messiah of Israel, your life better look different. They better have a book. Yeah, yeah, still me. People ask me the question, well, before you knew the Messiah, you didn't have a life? Yes, I did have a life. And I can even tell you, even before I knew Yeshua, God was already working in my life. Don't think that God does not work in the life of Jewish people. He does work in the life of Jewish people. 
But if you have to have a book and you turn it to now to the new chapter where God reveal himself when the like in a murder's mystery, he reveal himself. There is a revelation that comes in the new chapter. And let me tell you something, if you have not reached this new chapter in your life today, today, let me tell you again, I say today, can you say amen? Today is the day that God wants you to turn the book over and get to the new chapter. Oh, one person excited with me. Praise God. There is a picture here on the micro level of you and I. Who Sarah represent? You and I. You have a life with Messiah and without Messiah. Is that right? Well, wait a second. I know a lot of people with Messiah. How many of you know people? Maybe it's even you today. You know that Yeshua is the Messiah. Actually, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe in this room? How many of you believe in the room that you live your life to the full potential that God made you to be? How many? Come on. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I know Messiah. No, you don't know Messiah if you do not operate in your full potential. We are going to challenge this today and see what is it truly know to be one with Messiah. To have Yeshua HaMashiach live in me. It means that I am, you know, like I always joke with my son. I just said, son, I could have been a great football player if I didn't have this darn ACL injury. So he goes around and now he says, you know my dad? He could have been a professional <laughs> soccer player if he didn't have this, this ACL injury. Well, guess what? It's time to put aside this old ACL injury. It is time to become everything that God designed for you to be. And when the text says, here is the second life of Sarah. He's talking about Sarah become everything that she was supposed to become. Where her name changed from Sarai to Sarah. She became full and she became everything that God was intending her for her to be. The question is, how does this relate to you and I? What does it have to do with you? How do we get to this level where God turned the chapter and we become everything? Who wants to be everything that God is intending it to be? Are you? We will see in the end of the sermon. We all are excited. We're going to see what it took. Not just for Sarah, but for Abraham Avinu. Now put for a moment for you a prophecy glasses on. And I want you to understand how redemption works. I would like to quote for a moment the very first chief rabbi of Israel. His name was Rabbi Cook. He came to the land of Israel before Israel was a nation. Then he became the very first chief rabbi of Israel. I want you to listen to what Rabbi Cook has to say on the process of redemption. Because this is applied to the corporal, but it's also involving the individual. 
It's both. And he explained redemption like this. The redemption continues. The redemption from Egypt and the complete redemption of the future are one unending action. The action of the strong and an ostrich arm began in Egypt and works through all the eventualities. Moses and Elijah are redeemers in a single redemption. The beginners and the ender, the opener and the closer complete the unit. The spirit of Israel heard the sound of the movement. The redemptive action brought about through the all eventualities until sprouting of salvation will come in all its plentitude and its goodness. What did Rabbi Cook is explaining us to us here? He's saying, when we look at redemption, both on the micro level, on the individual level, or the corporal level of all of Israel, we have to look at all redemption as one, one ending redemption. So we have, well, oh, we're in the Old Testament. Oh, we are now in the New Testament. He said, that is a mistake. Amen. Redemption already started with Abraham and, and, and Sarah. You know when redemption started in the world? With Abraham. Why do you think that the New Testament speak about the redemptive process of a person to start with Abraham and not with Yeshua? Oh, come to Jesus. Come to Je You can't come to Yeshua unless you come to Abraham first. The redemption started with Abraham. And then it's got to the Moses, to the Mosaic, and then we need Mashiach. And the second you remove one step from the ladder, the redemption cannot be complete anymore. Because a redemption is a process that is similar to, to, to steps. You go a step, you cannot skip a step. You cannot leap over a step. So when we are talking about your first life and your second life, you have to understand something. That's also applied to Israel. There are no shortcuts in the process of redemption. And from Genesis chapter 23 to Genesis 24, we don't only see how does a person become personally redeemed and personally saved. We see how Israel become corporately redeemed and corporately saved. It's a process that all of Israel corporately has to go through. The important thing for me is this, to stress to everybody here, your salvation, the work that you have to do to get you your optimal level, does not start with Yeshua. Consider these words from the book of Galatians chapter 3. Here, Rav Shaul speaks to the Gentiles specifically, and he says, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as tzedakah, as justification, as righteousness, I know then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, how will justify the Gentiles? By faith, proclaim the good news. Oh my goodness, the good news start with Abraham. The goodness did not start it with Yeshua. Are you kidding me? Proclaim the good news 
to Abraham in advance saying, all the nation of the earth shall be blessed, or the word here in Hebrew, engrafted, engrafted through you. So then the faithfulness are blessing along with Abraham, the faithful one. How many of us want to be called faithful ones? Well, if we want to be called faithful ones, you have to come. Not just have to come to Messiah. You have to go to the journey of the second life as Sarah did. And here you're going to see something very... Let me make this premise to you already. Abraham have to have two lives. Sarah had to have two lives. Eliezer had to have two lives. Each and every one of them had to have a process to going from the old to the new. Not just Sarah. Abraham. His name was Abraham as his name was changed to Abraham. Which means a transformation is taking place. You are going to see this. The same thing shockingly happened with Eliezer. Eliezer had to go from the old to the new. There are no shortcuts, beloved. If you want to be like, a, you always use this example of an athlete, a professional athlete, a machine in the army of the Lord. You cannot, you know, like, look at me now. I have to look like good 30 pounds. I cannot go on the soccer field now and produce. I have to practice. I have to let and shed off the baggage. And this baggage is what I want to talk to you about today. We're going to have some spiritual warfare in the house called Bet Adonai this morning. Are you with me? You all were much more excited a minute ago when I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do I have to do? Learn three words in Hebrew? Like the guy said today, say emuna. Okay, great. I said emuna. I'm ready. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, I need to learn to sing like Paul Wilbert. No, you're not ready. You have to do something much more severe than that. In a second, you will see what it is. Shaul is saying here to the Gentiles simply and clearly, you cannot come to Yeshua unless you receive the second life as Abraham received his second life. You cannot be transformed to the image of Mashiach unless you are transformed to the image of Abraham first. And matter of fact, look how we conclude the Galatians 3. He says, here he's saying, he's in conclusion, he says, in order, the true, and I want to stress this word, true, and I'll give you a little hint here already. You notice when Eliezer pray, he says, oh God, grant me success for who? Through who? Through Abraham. Are you seeing the same parallel here? Eliezer does not do those things through his own power, through his own strength. He's doing that through cleaving to the righteous. Did it ever dawn on you that Yeshua says in the book of Yohanan, chapter 14, verse 12, that those who cleave to him will be able to do greater things than he does? This is a, a 
This is the basic of all Hasidic Judaism. One who cleaved to the tzaddik, to the righteous, received the superpower of the tzaddik that multiplied like a snowball to be even greater power, a superpower. And we see this all throughout the Torah. For example, when Israel leave Egypt, what does Moses do? Everybody else get the gold. What does Moses do? He run and get Joseph bones. And every miracle the rabbis told us, every sign, every wonder that Moses performed was because he had Joseph bones. Not of his own power, through the merit. Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu ve'elohe avotenu. Eloheinu Avraham, Eloheinu Yitzchak ve'elohe Yaakov. The beginning of the Amidah prayer, we are cleaving to Abraham, we are cleaving to Isaac, we are cleaving to, to Jacob. And we say, we have the power that is given us to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to be able to do those things. Don't think you cannot turn the, the chapter to your new life. You can. You have Abraham. You have Isaac. You have Jacob cheering for you right now. And they're saying, I am ready. I am ready to cheer for you. I'm here with you. The grand finale is to get to turn to the final life. To the image of Yeshua HaMashiach. But before that, you need Abraham. You need Isaac. You need Jacob. So look what it says in Galatians chapter 3 here in conclusion. He said, in order that through Messiah Yeshua, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that they might receive what? The promise of what? Oh, oh, oh I want the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit. You can't have the Holy Spirit. If you don't receive the new life, just as Abraham received the new life. You probably ask yourself a question, what is the new life of Abraham? Oh, a big surprise coming in this Torah portion to us. But one cannot come into those promises. One cannot receive the Holy Spirit unless he first willing to do something to follow the life of Avraham Avinu. Wow, what is it? This is the million dollar question. What is it? In a second, we are going to answer this question. And I want you to pay attention to this. In order to answer this question, we have to go to Yeshua. We have to understand for a moment what Yeshua He's speaking about, now I'm going to take you to a, a passage, you're going to say, what that have to do with Galatians and with the words of life of Sarah? What does that have to do with this? In a minute, it will all make sense. Let's go together to Matitiao, Matthew, chapter 12. We're reading here a very interesting passage, it says, The demon-plagued man who was blind and mute was brought to Yeshua and he say healed him so he spoke and saw all the crowds were astonished Yeshua healed this man this mute and say can't it be Ben David can it they're asking is that the Messiah son of David but hearing this the Pharisee says the fellow drive out demons only by 
The name that I wanted to write down is Baal Zvul. The Baal Zvul. They're accusing Yeshua of casting out demons in the name of another demon. Now the question that you have to ask yourself is why did they choose this demon specifically? There is so much more to this story than meet the eye. And in a meeting, mini, minute, you'll understand how this is connected to what we're talking about in the life of Sarah, the second life of Sarah and the second life of Abraham. It will connect for you in one second. So they say, he's, he, he said, by hearing this, the first he said, this fellow drive out demons by the Baal Zvul, the ruler of the demons. It's continue. Knowing their thoughts, Yeshua said to them, every kingdom divided itself against itself will be destroyed. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If a Satan drive out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will the kingdom stand? And if I drive out demon by Baal Zvul, by whom do your sons drive them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the Ruach of Elohim... And I want you to remember what he said in Galatians. One cannot receive the Ruach Elohim except if he, receive, he become a true son of Abraham. Write yourself this in your note. One cannot receive the Holy Spirit unless he is a true son of Abraham. Remember, we read that already in Galatians. But if I drive demons by the Ruach Elohim, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. The question that you have to ask yourself, why did they accuse Yeshua specifically of casting out the demon in the name of this Baal. They call him here, he have two names. This particular um, demon has two names. Here it's called Baal Zvul. But this is a demon we already read about in the Tanakh, in the Torah. He called here Baal Zvuel. Baal Zvuv or Baal Zvuel. Which what does it mean? This is what it means. Baal Zvuel, Baal Zvuv, or Baal Zvuel. That's the two names. El is a god. Okay, Zvuv is a fly. Literally translated as the Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Flies. The fly that make himself like God. Make himself like God. It's a here, I can show you what it looks like if you're interested. That's what his well look like. It's a creepy uh, garbage. It's a garbage. Hipushit, how do you say in English? It's a garbage insect. And what does it do? It brings death. This thing brings death. What is this thing? actually represent 
And why did they accuse Yeshua of using the Baal Zvuel? You have to understand that they chose Zvuel or the Zvuv for exact reason. To answer this question, first of all, we, we need to see where, he, where is we, we see this Baal Zvuv mentioned in other places in the text. In the book of um, first, Second King, for example, we see it mentioned already. It says, let's read together. It says, Ahaziah, oh, let me start in verse 1. After Ahab dead, Moab rebelled against Israel. Ahaziah fell through the lettuce in his apple chamber of, at Samaria and was injured. So he sent a messenger whom he instructed, go inquire of the Baal Zvuv. Here we go. We see a mention. When they use the Baal Zvuv, they know exactly why they are mentioning it in the time of Yeshua. In the second, you see, you see he is called the God of Ikaron or Ekron, Ikaron whether I shall recover from this injury. So they said, go to ask the Baal's move. Take him. It was like a tiny little thing. They pull it out and they talk to a tiny little God and they say, will I survive? Will I or will I not? That's what they did. But the angel of the Lord says to Eliyahu, Atishbi, Elijah, Go confront the messenger of the king of Samaria and say to them, Is there is no God in Israel that you go to inquire? And what is after to do with you and I? Did they accuse Yeshua of divination of some sort? Let me tell you something. That is the least, the least of the accusation of Yeshua. Let's go now to the beginning of the Torah portion. And now it will all come together for you. It says, And Abraham was elderly, okay? And Abraham was now old, advanced in his years. That's what it says. Ve'avram zaken... Baba Yamim. Excuse me, I went to the... The Avram Zaken, he came in the, in the years. Now I want you, actually, here, let's put the English. Abraham was now old, advancing his year, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all the things. This is... That. They had to fight. Avram, Abraham, Sarai, Sarai. And they say, you are not the real son of Abraham. The accusation of, a of Yeshua is severe. They say, you do not do those things in the name of Abraham. They understand this. Because every Jew would understand that what caused Abraham to go from the old to the new is his ability to overcome the Lord of the flies. If one belonged to Abraham, I'm not even talking about Yeshua yet, if one lived his life according to Abraham, in an Abrahamic covenant, he can, he should, and he will overcome Dezvuv. Chavarim, this is not me. This is the greatest rabbis in Israel. 
who are telling this to us. So if I am to recap it for you right this second, I will say it like this. You and I have to overcome the Lord of the flies. We need to know who is the Lord of the flies. What is the Lord of the flies? And how can we overcome him before? And this is the key. People tell you, oh, come to Yeshua, everything's going to be great. But if you want to come to the fullness of Yeshua, the fullness of Yeshua, first, you have to overcome the Lord of the flies. And the accusation here of Yeshua is severe. Are you with me? Everybody, did I lose anybody? There is a clue here in the text that tells that, that Abraham was old and he's advancing his ears. Now, when, it, when you hear the text saying old, advancing the ears, it sound a positive thing or does it sound a negative thing to you? Oh, no, no, no. On the contrary, this text when it says old, advancing his ears, coming in, it's a positive and a matter of fact, the rabbi says that there is a, um, what you call it, repetition here. There is a repetition in the text. If he is old, why do we, we need to know that his advances is here? Do you know that the Torah doesn't say anything? The Torah does not say a single thing in repetition. If there is a repetition, there is a reason for the repetition. And here we say, and Abraham was old and he was advancing his ear. It's repeating itself. And the question that you have to ask yourself is why is the Torah repeating itself? Are you ready? Let me quote from the Chida. If you want to know who is the Chida, good looking fellow. This is the Chida. This is Rabbi Azulai. He's one of our greatest Israeli rabbis to live in the 17th century. And I want you to hear what the Chida says about the identity of the Zvu. The key today to get to the new life is ability to overcome the Zvu in your own life. But you need to know who is the Zvu. And how can you overcome this move? Are you ready to do this? Who wants to know how to overcome this move? Here we go. I translated to you straight from the Hebrew. And here we go. He says, The fly is a remez to what's called the klipa. Let me explain this to you. A klipa is like a husk. He's a shell. The shell is a shell that every single one of us possess today. We have a good inclination and we have an evil inclination. And the two are fighting. Inside of you there is an internal battle. Inside each and every one of us right now there is a battle. And this klipa is represent the zvuv. It's called the klipa of Toma. The klipa of filth. 
also known as, look at your hand, do this, you can do this, and say, that's my flesh. You want to know what is this vuv represent? This vuv is your flesh. Your fleshly desires. Your fleshly wants. Your fleshly things that we see. Why do you think it's just as if your eyes is causing you to stumble, pluck out your eyes? Because that is this vuv. And the difference from him. Every person have a different zvuv. Some people is with their eyes. Some people their zvuv is with their mouths. Some people have zvuvim in their conduct. Some people's zvuvim is their business. Some people's zvuvim can be their family. Look what he says. Don't think Abraham did not have to come overcome this. Oh yeah. He overcame the zvuv. Look what he says. The fly, the zvuv, is a remiss for the husk of the filth that tried to take a person to where? To hell. Can I say this? I want you to know something right now. That there is something that is part of you. Whether or not you, you can thank Adam for that. Say thank you very much Adam for leaving me this great legacy. But it's a part of you that wants you to go to hell today. And there is nothing that you can do today. You cannot rip your flesh. There, it says there are a clip of tomorrow that tried to take a person to hell. When a person, here you go. You want to know how Abraham overcame this? When a person becomes diligent in the business. And I want to highlight this word here in Hebrew, the business, not the study, not in muttering nonsense, but in the business. Anybody here is a business owner? Anybody here a business owner? Hey, brother, I'm calling you right now. I want to do a business deal. What do you do? You droop everything and you go cut the deal, Right? You tell them I'm not doing it in Shabbat, but after Shabbat you do it, right? <laughs> but when you're in business, you are married to the business. Your life is evolved around the business. And here the, the, the rabbis tell us that Abraham became, make the Torah his business. The business of Torah. And then what's happened to the klipa? What's happened to the husk? What's happened to the fly? The fly has to be nullified. When you are focused on the task ahead of you. And you see it here in this story so clear. With Laban show up later on. And I explained to you that Eliezer had to go through the same thing. What does Laban try to do? He tried to slow him down. I'm telling you something today. If there are people in your life today who are slowing you down with their relationship with the Creator in any way, physical, emotional, spiritual, take them, shut them from your life, and run away from them. I know we want to be loving upon everybody, but I'm telling you today, Satan is the master in distracting us. 
And this zvuv in his life was great. You know what was zvuv in Abraham's life? The zvuv in Abraham's life was the fact that he had to learn how to go to this house of idol worship and come and say, I am giving you the good news. That was his clipper. And then he had another clipper. He had to do a Brit Milah without any anesthesia. That's painful, brother. He wasn't even eight days old. But look what happened when we make those things the business. When we make God our business. When God become our center business. When the Torah become our center business. The clipper is broken and we're entering to the new life. Was Abraham saved? Of course Abraham saved because he was not living according to the old. He was living according to the spirit. This is why it is stated in the Talmud. Rav said, De Yetzerara, here you go. You want to know what is the Zvuv? The evil inclination. Your mouth that goes off and off and off and can shut up. Or the eyes. Or your misconduct in business. Or whatever it is. At the end of the day. The root of the fly. Is Satan himself. And look what the rabbi said. What he resemble? He resemble a zavuv. He resemble a fly of death. You know it's come to me also what it says. In 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians it says. That we are to smell we have the aroma of Mashiach, the aroma of flies. So if you stink because those flies are coming, change your odor. And the way one changes odor is Torah. He's the Torah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You want to overcome the flesh? Do more Torah. Make it your business. Make it your only soul in cause in life. And your life will be changed. And you will be, over to be able to overcome anything. I believe in this. We see so many people that so-called Torah observant. Yet they have bondages in their life. They have things that is glued to them in their life. They cannot let them go. You know why? Because they don't practice the Torah as the business of the Father. They're making it a side business. Don't make the Torah your side business. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? Are you getting this today? Because in a second, we're going to have a chance to stand before the master of the, of the universe and ask him, look at this. I'm not done yet. Oh, it's, it's not. It cannot be 1.30. Yeah. It is 1.30? You're kidding me. Is it really 1.30? <laughs> well, this is my business. What can I do? <laughs> Was that Rabbi Scott speaking from heaven? Say, I could have sworn I heard a voice from heaven. It was Rabbi Scott saying, yeah. Almost there, almost there. Do you get it today? Yes. 
Look what it says here. The text is not over. Remember what I told you a moment ago? Let's go there again. It says, Abraham was now all advanced in his year, and the Lord blessed him. Now you understand why the Lord blessed him. He overcame this vuv. He overcame the flesh. And now I want you to notice something amazing on those two words. Abraham, elder, he became an elder, and advanced in his years. Why does the Torah tell us this in repetition? Why is the Torah repeating itself? I wanted to find this page for you. I mean, you can read this. If you can read it, you can come to my yeshiva. We'll be very happy. But I want to read it to you for a second straight so you understand what the text actually is saying. Why is it saying uh, 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 old? Was he old and advanced in his years? Here you go. Now I'm getting to the point. Finally. Abraham, in a second we will read it in English, but I want to paraphrase it to you straight from the page of the Midrash. It says, Avraham Rosh Lavot. Abraham is the head of the fathers. Anybody have any problem with this? He's the head, right? Okay? And here's what it says. It's, it says, there are three in the text that are called Elderly that coming in the days. There are three of them who are calling call the same things, okay? That are going this. Who is this, okay? In a second you will see. One of them, I, they give us a clue, is come from the tribe of David. One of them is coming from the tribe of Ephraim. And the third one is Abraham. Ask yourself the question, why did it's mention Ephraim? And David in a second. It's, it's very, very important. But here is what they say. They say both of the words speaking about eldership. But there is a difference. Okay. Amar Rabbi. Say Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Acha says, There is a person who is elder, but he is not in the days. And there is a person in the days, but he is not elder. Elder, old in his age, right? Remember again what the text is saying here. He says there are two types of people. Those who are old and those who are advanced this years. And now the rabbis say there are some that are old, some are advanced years. There are some advanced years and they are old. What does it mean when a person is old and advanced years? Are you ready? Here is what it means. They are reached their full potentials. The rabbis tell us that when a person is called old and full of his days, he has reached his plateau. He has reached his maximum capacity. We call it the fullness. And really what the text is saying here, and Abraham has reached his fullness. How did he reach his fullness? He reached this fullness overcoming the flesh. When you and I overcome the flesh and we cross over to our new life, to our second life. Look at this, I translate it to you. Here is what it says. Zaken, 
okay? The word elder, full, full elder, this, this uh, giving to three people in the text. And all three people are to receive crown of the title Zaken. You know in the, in the, in the community we call Zaken an elder. But the rabbis come and say, the term Zaken apply only for three people. And who are there? All three have to overcome the Zvuv. Who are they? Abraham, Joshua, and David. Abraham is the head of the fathers. Joshua is to head the crown from Ephraim. And David is to head the crown from the tribe of David. Who is Ephraim? Ephraim is the one who will receive the Messiah, son of Joseph from. Yeshua is still in his first chapter. Just as you and I have to go to our first life and our second life, so is Yeshua himself. Yeshua is today, he's still son of Ephraim, but in the future, the rabbis are telling us, he will be the Messiah, son of David. Yeshua overcame. He said, have peace. I have overcome the world. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 says, Behold, I'm giving you a, 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 a king lowly riding upon a donkey. What is the word for donkey in Hebrew? The flesh. The evil. Do you know the word donkey in Hebrew? It's the evil inclination. He is going to come again. So Abraham has to have a test. When he hear the word lech lecha, his process of his new life has begun. Joshua also have to hear lech lecha. He had to enter into the land. And he had to conquer the land. He is the Messiah, son of Joseph. Preparing Yeshua past the test. And the fact that Yeshua passed the test proved that he is the real son of Abraham. Hallelujah. And David, the future Messiah, son of David, will pass the test again. The great when he will make a sukkah from the skin of Leviathan. And will destroy Satan once and for all. Look at this. Did I already? Yes. Oh, sorry. This is the essence of the bondage of the children of Israel. Look what the rabbis tell us. This is the essence of the bondage of the children of Israel today. The ability to overcome this move today will determine when the son of David will come and reign. You today, saying the Lord of the flies, Satan, be gone in the name of Yeshua, determine when Yeshua will come. No, you don't know you're what I'm saying. You determine when Yeshua coming by letting the Lord of the fly leave today. He is leaving today. This is the essence of the bondage. Look at what the rabbis say. The bondage of the sea children of Israel today. Where their hearts will grow cold in the season that is called Akevot 
Amashiach, the footsteps of the Messiah. That's what's going to happen right before the Messiah will come. Israel will be under bondage because Satan, the flies, will be swarming. That's what it's a sign that Messiah is about to show up, according to the rabbis. Are you following what I'm telling? That means that Messiah is about to show up. It is important. And look at this. Those who read Hebrew, look at this. What does it say about Abraham? Abraham, Zaken, Babayamim. Look at what it says on King David. Ve'amelech. It's a prophetic picture of the king, the coming of the Messiah. And the Melech David, Messiah, son of David, how is coming? Zaken Ba Bayamim. The exact same word, elder coming to the fullness, is mentioned on Abraham as he's mentioning on the Messiah of Israel. But the rabbi says, uh-oh, we have a big problem. Because look at what the rest of the verse is saying. He came in the days and they covered him in clothes. We will cover Ben David in clothes. And he says, I hate your clothes. Your clothes making me cold. This is a prophetic picture of 2,000 years of Christianity. Covering son of David. With a clothes that make him dress and smell like flies. And he said, yuck. I don't want your clothes. You from the nations today, don't take your zvuv clothes and put it on Yeshua. You see, when Yeshua lived in you, so if you are with the zvuv clothes, so is Yeshua. And this is exactly what the text says. This is one of the greatest prophecies in the Tanakh about the Messiah. He said, they will cover me, they will cover me, but the clothes is not the real clothes. We have to take the zvuv clothes from yourself so that Yeshua himself, are you hearing what I'm telling you? That Yeshua himself will have to be crowned with the real clothes. So how do we do it? I told you there is one in the story here. He's the one who called the servant of Adonai. He is the one who is going to make it happen. The servant is Eliezer. But you know who else is the servant? Look what Isaiah telling us. Isaiah 41. But you Israel, you are my servant whom I have chosen. And what do you call Israel? The seed of Abraham Avinu. The seed of Abraham. He's telling Israel, you be like Eliezer. So what did Eliezer did? Let me ask you a question. Did Eliezer was already in a covenant with Abraham before, before he received the task to go find a bride to Isaac? He was already in a covenant. But you notice what I told you? Eliezer have to enter a new covenant. Look what the text says. I will conclude in this. 
And Abraham said to the senior servant of his household, He is already in the covenant. He is already saved. But now he's saying to him, I'm going to bring you to a new covenant because you have a new life. Are you following? This is deep. And he says, take the, he said, he says, and Abraham said to him, the senior servant of the household who had charge of all he owned, he already owned everything. Newsflash for you, Eliezer is owning everything already. But God says to him, Abraham says to him, I take your hands and put it under my thigh because I am going to bring you into a new covenant. If one wants to go to the new life, not just for your own self, for your own self but for Yeshua himself, so that he will be called fool again. Old, fool on his days, wearing the right clothes, he has to walk into a new covenant. I want to give you an invitation this morning to enter, not to tell, don't, don't give me this nonsense. Who wants to accept Yeshua? But a question that is simple. Who wants to enter to a new covenant this morning? Would you truly stand up? I want to pray for you. Don't do it unless you didn't understand this message. Do it if you really know it has nothing to do with your salvation. It has to do with the new covenant that He wants you in. So that Yeshua will be whole, dressed, and full. Yeshua cannot be whole and cannot be full unless you first become full and whole in this community. In the body of Messiah, we have to break the lords of the fly. And that starts with Abraham. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, I speak specifically right now to any person here today who would operate with the divination of Baal as the Lord in their life. We break it today. In the name of Yeshua. We break it today. If you operate. In your life today. With a small influence of Balazvu. Break it right now. Say through the merits. Repeat after me. Through the merits. Of Abraham our father. So that the Messiah will be clothed again. Not with the flesh of the fly. But with his priestly and kingly clothes. Thank you Lord. Break it. For your son Yeshua. Through Abraham. You have chosen Israel to break this fleshly spirit, Satan himself. So Lord, I renounce 
I renounce exactly what it says. We, Lord, we renounce right now in the name of Yeshua. The spirit that causes us to go to other mediators. To other counselors. Except to going to God. Lord, we break it. In the name of Yeshua today. Is a good day to break it. We are today. We are become the owners of the zvuvs in our lives. We renounce today any flies, any demonic influences that's stopping us from walking toward the Lord and with the Lord and toward the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Abba, I pray in conclusion. That you will release the community today in freedom of the Spirit of God, not according to the flesh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that Eliezer completed this journey. He had a new life, and so are we. Who is declaring right now his new life in Yeshua today, right now? <laughs> Give the Lord a hand if you're declaring. The life according to this. Come on, give him a hand. Give him a hand. He's giving you a new life. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Yeshua right now. Thank you for the new life. Thank you for the new life right now. The second life he has granted us in this synagogue this morning. Thank you for the second chance. Thank you for the second life. We bless your name. Give God a shout. He is worthy. He is worthy. Adonai, Adonai is worthy to Abraham our father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, if anybody here today receive this, receive this, I have a word for you in conclusion. Forget about your old life. Today, right now. I know that after today, the enemy will try to remind you. Forget it. Thank you that it's under the blood Abraham's life before was under the blood. Sarah, even the servant, God does the same thing for you. So go, sin no more, and move forward in your fullness. Thank you, Lord, for the fullness of the community. Shabbat shalom, everybody.